0: We're talking and Balancer Cattle, cattle markets, and lots more. Crew, let's Ranch It Up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up radio show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Ranch Channel, Clear Springs Cattle Company, and the Bread for Balance sale, Wassam Red Angus. Prairie Hills Gelvy, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelvy Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharma Tan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV Wrangler, in this fine radio station. Cattle Battle. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been highlighting different breeds and different breeders because tis the season, bull buying season is here. So let's dive right into this one out of the chute. And today we're talking Gelvie and Balancer genetics, Gelvie and Balancer cattle. Former president of the American Gelvie Association, Clint Sickler, joins us today sharing how three generations of commitment to raising the best genetics possible led them to where they are today. And that is unwavering commitment to success in the cattle business for all aspects of our industry. Clint, thanks so much for joining us. Now, like we always do, let's go back to kind of how the whole operation of Prairie Hills Gelvie came to be.
1: My grandfather, Albert, homesteaded the place that we currently live on back in 1948, moved over the hill from his parents when he broke out on his own and decided he was going to get involved in hold Hereford cattle, kind of like a lot of the people in the area at that time. You know, everybody and their neighbor was raising Fold Hereford bulls and females and showing and selling. And dad came back from NDSU in the mid-70s and jumped back into the operation and they were a, a full-blown registered polled Hereford operation at that point. And then we got into the early 80s. We all know what happened in the 80s with the, the economy and the farm crisis. And cattle prices, obviously, were following suit. And at that point, things started kind of looking for other options. And the Galvey breed was just coming into the United States at that point, um, you know, coming in through artificial insemination technology. And some of those first half-blood calves were being exhibited across the country just to kind of give people an introduction to the breed but he saw the first registered purebred animals down at the rapid city black hill stock show and with 1985 made the decision they'd purchase a handful of females from some south dakota breeders and brought those back and that was the uh the introduction of the registered Galvi to the prairie hills operation at that point from there what they actually started doing was taking some of those cold Hereford females that they had and they were breeding those either naturally or through AI to the registered Galby bulls and getting half-blood animals. Um, the Galby breed at that point still had a, they called it a breed up program. It's part of that introduction with the Continentals. So they were able to take those registered Galby cattle, breed them to those British cross animals, and then have a registerable female that they could, used to start building that herd base in the united states once they saw those first cross calves that came i think that was really the point where it was the deal was done it was a no-brainer to continue at that point um dad decided that it was going to become time to start phasing out of the old Herefords and start moving 100 percent into the Galvey operation i guess you could say the rest from there is history
0: So when your dad decided to move into kind of full-time into the Gelvey business, did your dad decide that he wanted to be in the business of providing seed stock? Did he look at it and say, okay, we need to try to increase some of our weights. We need to try to take advantage of some heterosis. And then at that point, did your dad say, well, I think we need to be in the the bull business too?
1: I think it was something that he definitely wanted to do, but it was more... Something that our commercial customers kind of forced us into doing, honestly. You know, guys would come out, because we were still selling pulled Hereford Bowls at that point, pulled Hereford females, and the guys would come out and they'd be looking at the Hereford Bowls, and then they'd look across the pen and they'd say, you know, this guy's cool, but what is that? And when the market dictates for you that your customers are are looking for that product it just became natural that, okay, we need to start producing more and more of these because this is what our commercial guys are buying right now. And as it got you know harder and harder to sell option a, you started making more and more of option B.
0: So has that what has caused if we fast forward all the way and you folks have been in the Gelby business a long time and worked very, very hard at it every single year, every single year and have had uh, some very good success is that why you're at the point now where you've got Galvi, you've got Balancer, and then most recently you've added Red Angus to the mix?
1: I'd say absolutely. That's uh, you know the the key I think to success and and more importantly to longevity in the seed stock business is just paying attention to your customers and being responsive to what they're telling you that they need. For the longest time, we concentrated solely on purebred Galvi genetics and it's something that suited us really well for the past 39 years but we're starting to see more and more of our customers now that are coming back and saying you know we need to we need another option here and that's where the balancers really kind of started getting introduced in our program frankly just in the last couple of years um it's responding more to our direct customer requests but the other thing that we've been seeing is a lot of our customers here We'll run Galvi, Angus, um, whether red or black Angus in their rotation. And we were seeing those customers, you know, maybe one, two, three times every five years. And it, it kind of started to dawn on me if, you know, instead of sitting here and, and only seeing these guys every couple of years, what if we add that complementary breed into our mix and we can raise red Angus bulls that are just as good as the Galvi bulls that we're doing? And we can serve them on both sides. And that's actually been a, a real kind of door opener for us on a few things too, is just let's try to be the the one-stop solution for some of their genetic needs rather than sending them to three different breeders.
0: Gelvy is one of those unique breeds, and, and I'm going to put Balancer in there too, where you have two options. You've got the red versus black. And there you go. That's a time-old question right there. Red versus black. So what have you noticed with your customers? Is there more of a demand on the red side versus the black side? And, and have you seen one be more adaptable in this particular situation?
1: You know, we're in a really interesting geographic area that locally um, we have a really high demand for black, um, specifically homozygous black genetics here. Um, just with the The marketing options that are available. A lot of our customers here are looking for for black bulls. A lot of our red bulls will actually sell probably outside of a fifty mile radius of the ranch. You know, when you see the two side by side, we we run everything runs in the same pasture, so you get to see the red cows and the black cows competing side by side. I'm personally partial to the red myself, but that's because that's what I grew up with. You know, galvi were red when they originally came over from Germany, so. When you're four years old, getting started in the breed, that was the first introduction to them. So I, I tend to kind of favor the Reds myself, but you know I'm not going to turn my back away either from a really good black bull.
0: So tell me a little bit about your customer base. I I can say this with confidence that it has led literally, excuse me, been uh, border to border. And I'm not talking about the Dakotas. I'm talking about the good old US of A that you have moved a lot of genetics into Canada. Um, the the PHG prefix can be seen, I know this for a fact, in a lot of different places, even though you say that you are very much trying to take care of those people that, like you said, are within 50 miles of your place.
1: I mean, you you nailed it. We go literally um, as far north as right onto the Canadian border. We sell a handful into Canada every year. Um, You know, Last year we went as far as Quebec into Canada for deliveries, Uh, so about as far east into Canada as you can, and then we also sold into Alberta as well. So coast to coast in Canada. And then in the U.S., I think uh, last count that I've had is we've moved cattle into 15 to 20 different states in the United States. We've worked with some individuals out of Mexico on putting loads of bulls together to go south across the border. And then we also do quite a bit of frozen genetics into the country of Australia and New Zealand as well.
0: And I'm looking at your flyer right now. I got to brag on you a little bit. If you don't like the lot one bull and the lot 19 bull, I don't think that you like power and, and muscle and capacity and thickness. I got to brag on you a little bit. I mean, when you've got birth weights of 80 pounds and you're coming in with weaning weights of 800 plus, uh, I tell you what, that lot one and that lot 19, whether you like them red or black,
1: I mean, they're lookers right there, buddy. Oh, Absolutely. And that's, you know, the, the biggest thing that we've been trying to just focus on over the last few years is I think a lot of people have a, a real preconceived notion in their head of what a Galvi animal looks like. And a lot of it is flashbacks to those 1980 cattle that came across that. Let's be honest, you know, looking at today's standards, they weren't the most eye appealing cattle <laughs> that, <laughs> right, that a person right, has right. ever seen. And and my goal has been let's try to change that that notion of what people have. And, I mean, the two animals that you nailed in particular, Lot 1 and Lot 19, that one bull, if you cut out that sale catalog information and just look at his picture, I think you could put it up and you wouldn't be able to tell what breed that bull is. I, he could be an Angus. He could be a Semitol. He could be any cross of, of any black breeds that are out there right now. But he checks every box that most of today's producers are looking for. You know, he's long-spined. He's deep middled, And he's clean-fronted. And he's going to go out, sire a whale, a group of calves for somebody. And, you know, that's that's kind of what we're looking to do as a, as a breed in an industry right now.
0: Now, we will have more with Clint Sickler and Prairie Hills Gelvy, including sale information, where you can bid and buy online, all the good stuff. That's going to be coming up after the break. We've got a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio show in this episode when we come back. Premium Simmental and Simangus genetics from Clear Springs Cattle Company. Annual Bread for Balance sale February 9th in Starbuck, Minnesota. Selling 130 bulls, 60 females, an elite donor, and five fabulous heifers. Travis Wolf here with Clear Springs Cattle Company. Bulls carry a three-year breeding soundness warranty, and cost-share trucking is available on all cattle. If you're in the market for profitable beef genetics that can move your herd in the right direction, check out BreadforBalance.com and be sure to join us in Starbuck. At Allied Genetic Resources, it's all about commercial customer success. We see that charge, we understand that charge, and we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. To maximize heterosis, purchase your next herd sire from an Allied Genetic Resources partner. Just head to AlliedGeneticResources.com.
1: Increase herd performance, complement your forages, get more cow's bread. It's upcycling and efficiency, powered by Westway Feed Products. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time.
0: Why not give Gelbby and Balancer bulls a try this year? Raise replacement females with added fertility, increased longevity, and greater productivity. Get increased performance, improve feed efficiency, and increase the carcass merit. Maximize crossbreeding with Gelbby and Balancer. Hey, it's Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com.
1: Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and, hay online and private treaty. LivestockMarket.com.
0: Welcome back, y'all, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Clint Sickler with Prairie Hills Gelvie. Clint, let's kind of wrap this one up. So you're in a unique position where you've got uh, more than just color that that you're offering. You know, you're you've got uh, purebred Gelvie cattle, you've got purebred Red Angus cattle, and of course, the balancers, the mix of the Red Angus Gelvie cross or the Angus Gelvie cross. Ultimately, where do you see your genetics fitting? Because there's a fair amount of heterosis there that we're talking about, right, from a purebred and then you've got a balancer. So where do you really see that your cattle create a good
1: fit? I think, uh, you know, in particular, where we kind of excel is mainly going into a commercial program. Um, you know, depending on what the, the breed makeups are that we're going into, we're a really good cross if you're looking at adding some kind of a maternal benefit into your cow herd. The biggest emphasis that I still put on on the cows, on the bulls, all the way across is they've got to be backed by good mother cows. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make us money in the beef industry. An open cow doesn't make you a dime at the end of the year. She's got to go out. She's got to raise a calf. She's got to have good feet. She's got to have a good bag.
0: And have a live calf so, too, right? I mean, they're there too. you to got to have a live calf on the ground.
1: Yep. So, you know, for us, that's where the emphasis starts is is looking at that that cow side, the factory side of this thing. If you're looking at adding that maternal influence back into your program, um, that's where I think our bulls really excel. But at the same time, being able to go out and raise a set of calves that's going to go across the scale and make you money. And at the same token, you know, they can go on, they can grade, they can feed. They're going to excel in the feed yard and ideally the end of the day we want everybody in this process to make money as a result
0: now february 10th is coming up awful fast i know that we can uh, bid and buy online at dvauction.com and uh, i'm assuming that we've got uh, videos available sale book is online
1: yep sale book is online um, you can view the sale book on our website the videos are up on our website Uh, You can also go to DV. They're going to have the videos. The sale book will be available up there. It's also available ranchchannel.com. Pretty steady Facebook presence as well. That's where we like to get a lot of our our up-to-date information. So any changes that come out, we do some some ranch spotlights. We do some lot spotlights as we get closer to the sale. So I think any of those are, are good options to find more information about what we have to offer.
0: Clint Sickler with Prairie Hills Gelby. For additional information, head to PrairieHillsGelby.com or all their information is organized on RanchChannel.com. February 10th, mark them down. Cow country news. You know, the cow stuff. In the news department today, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced a pilot program to allow more cattle producers and meat processors to assess better markets through the USDA's official beef quality grading and certification, the remote grading pilot for beef developed by USDA's agricultural marketing service matches simple technology with robust data management and program oversight to allow a USDA grader to assess beef carcass characteristics and assign the official quality grade from a remote location, reduce Reducing costs and location as barriers to participation. In voluntary Grading Services Secretary Vilsack announced The new pilot during a panelist Discussion with livestock producers And independent meat processing business Owners in conjunction with the National Western Stock Show in Denver, Colorado More discussions are being had On this new remote grading pilot For beef and you can head to RanchItUpShow.com, read all the Details and we have links available there As well. And in the weather department, winter Weather is still on everybody's minds As a moderate to strong El Nino-driven weather pattern remains in control across much of the northern hemisphere. Pockets of drought improvement were noted over the central sections of the winter wheat belt, namely Kansas. Thus far, however, precipitation during California's typical wet season has been disappointing. Now, with all the wintry weather in some areas getting an excessive amount of snow and rainfall and flooding and tornadoes, is it just me or is everybody else starting to get spring fever already? And that's awful scary because we aren't even into February yet. But tis the season, my favorite season, bull sale season. But just some updates from some of our partners, Wassam Red Angus. Their catalog and videos are online as we speak. Go to WassamRedAngus.com for their updates. Their sale is coming up fast. How about heading to Nebraska? Broken Bow Livestock is the destination. Saturday, March 2nd at 1 p.m. Mason, I... Angus and Sim Angus, selling Angus and Sim Angus genetics for more information. Go to Mason Angus and Sim Angus. Now, as I mentioned, more sales than I can possibly go through, but if you would like me to drop your sale and your sale information we'd like to hear from you, fire me an email, ranchitupshow at at gmail.com, or you can text me or call me at 707 726 Now we have to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have updates on an upcoming hay auction that is going on, the market recap, and more of the Ranch It Up radio show. Getting ready to purchase new herd sires, are you? Yes. Shopping for powerful Red Angus genetics? Mm-hmm. Join Wassam Red Angus Thursday, February 15th in Richardson, North Dakota. Selling 60 bulls, 20 registered open heifers, and 110 commercial open heifers. Bid and buy online at DVAuction.com and check out WassumRedAngus.com for more info. February 15th in Richardson, North Dakota, it's Wassam Red Angus producing Red Angus cattle that are powerful, profitable, and practical cryptosporidium, coccidiosis, scours. Do I have your attention now? Don't let scours affect you this calving season by feeding PharmaTan from Imogene ingredients. But you gotta get it into your cows now. I've been saying it a lot. Head to pharmaTanUSA.com. The quick, fast, easy, all-in-one location to look at bull sales. Head to RanchChannel.com. Check it out on your phone. RanchChannel.com. All the information on one page, at your fingertips, videos, catalogs, everything. RanchChannel.com. Crew, the countdown is on to the Prairie Hills-Gelvey annual bull sale Saturday, February 10th at the ranch north of Dickinson, North Dakota. Gelvey,
1: Balancer, and Red Angus Bulls. Clint Sickler with Prairie Hills-Gelvey. I think, uh, you know, in particular, we kind of excel is. Mainly going into a commercial program. We're a really good cross if you're looking at adding some kind of a maternal benefit. Bid
0: and buy online at DVAuction.com. Catalog and video is available at prairiehillsgalvy.com and RanchChannel.com. Prairie Hills Galvy, February 10th, north of Dickinson, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It is that time when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, as we kind of recap last week's markets to see what they did, what maybe they didn't do. So, Kirk, how are you? What are the numbers? What's going on?
2: I am so good, Tigger, and very, very excited about the upcoming NCBA. Go down to Orlando. It's been several years since I've been there.
0: A lot warmer temperatures than what we're used to, right? No, isn't that right? Amen. Isn't that right? You might get a sunburn down there. I'm planning on it. I'm
2: absolutely planning <laughs> on it. Well, as of Friday, January twentieth, March feeder futures closed the week at two thirty-one ninety-two and a half. That's up four dollars and forty-seven and a half cents on the week, with the CME feeder index down seventy-four cents to two twenty-seven twenty six. So we have futures going higher and cash going slightly lower. That widened our basis to a positive four dollars and sixty six and a half cents versus January futures. That is getting a little wide with January in expiration we did have a cattle on feed. It was 102.1 on feed versus 102.2 expected. Place came in at 95.5% versus expected of 95.5. And the marketed number came in at 99.1 versus an expectation of 99.3. So that is uh, on the bullish side. We had lower placements versus last year with just as many marketed. On the bearish side, and it's the it's a, Story We've been talking about for some time. Our available 90 day supply was about 250,000 over last year. So it just kind of indicates we have that present slug of cattle to work through. February live cattle futures closed at 174.025. That's up 260 on the week with cash trading 173 in the south and 173 to 175 in the north. With some late trades on Friday that were not reported, Uh, the rumor mill is that they were higher. That left the very weighted average down two o three on the week at one seventy two twenty nine, and the basis a negative one dollar and seventy three and a half cents. Weekly slaughter came in at six hundred seventeen thousand. That's up seventy one thousand head versus last week, but thirty thousand head lower than the same week last year. Choice boxes printed up six dollars and twenty four cents at two ninety five fifty, so we're knocking on that three hundred dollar level again. March corn closed the week at four. 45 and a quarter, that's
3: down three and a half cents on the week. Hey all, Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, January 31st, we have an online hay auction. Over 1,500 bales of alfalfa, grass and straw, large squares, rounds and small squares, bidding open to just a dollar a bale, no reserve, all lots will sell. Featured lots include 38 large round alfalfa mixed bale, selling on two 19 bale lots. It's 4 by 6, 1,000 pounds, good quality, 10 to 12 percent protein, from Cobza Auction in David City, Nebraska. 190 tons of large round wheat hay, selling on nine 20 ton loads. It's 5 by 6, 1,390 pounds, from Plum Thicket Farms in Gordon, Nebraska. Two 52 large round crabgrass bales, selling on two 26 bale lots. It's 5 by 6, 1,200 pounds, and tested for Amber Waves Auction in Kingman, Kansas. 230 large round sedan bales, selling on seven 34 bale lots. 5 by 6, 1,300 pounds, first cutting from Amber Waves Auction. 180 large round prairie bales, selling in three 26 bale lots. 5 by 6, 1,200 pounds, first cutting. 136 large round wheat hay Selling on four 34 bale lots, five by six, net wrapped. 315 small square alfalfa bale. Selling on two separate lots, 21 bale bundles. They're 50 pounds. It's all been tested from Amberway's auction in Kingman, Texas. 60 tons of large square wheat straw. Selling on four 15 ton lots is three by four by eight, dairy quality, 800 pounds from Beal Farms in Delphi, Indiana. 54 large square wheat straw bales, three by three by eight, 650 pounds stored inside from Hyman Farms in Paw Illinois. Bidding is currently live, but all lots will sell the morning of Wednesday, January 31st. Got hay to sell? Online hay auctions every Wednesday on livestockmarket.com and auctiontime.com. Hey Tigger, it's Travis Wolf with the Bread for Balance Sale and Clear Springs Cattle Company. The videos for our sale coming up on February 9th are online at DV Auction, so go check them out. You can visit breadforbalance.com for all the information you need about the sale. There's the link to the catalog and the videos, as well as a sortable spreadsheet with all the data on the sale cattle look forward to seeing you February 9th in Starbucks Minnesota.
0: And now that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Crew a big thanks to all of our guests. First, Clint Sickler with Prairie Hills Gelvy, Travis Wolf with Clear Springs Cattle Company and the Bread for Balance sale, Shay Keister Warner with Casual Cattle Conversations, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, Mark Vanzi with livestockmarket.com and the boss lady Rebecca Warner, aka Beck who's off again today. And a big thank you to all of our partners ranch clear springs cattle company and the bread for balance sale Wassam red angus prairie hills Gelvie, stockman's livestock exchange the american Gelvie association imogene ingredients and farmatan westway feed products madora boot and westernware dakota cowboy Allied Genetic Resources and Allied Feeding Partners, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. And crew, so glad you all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is Show at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. That's 707 726 2420 spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always tigger approved stay ranchy and ranch it up